0: Listen to Pastor Francis for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message Amen. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 16 and verse 1, he said, The preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So God prepares our heart first. And therefore, when we speak in prayer, he receives us and gives us answer. In this life, nobody does anything without the involvement of God and succeeds. Somebody here I'm talking about. God is the only reason life is life. God is the only reason good things become good. And so when we live our life with God in mind, we are living our life for good things to become good in our lives. Praise the Lord. Today is friends' service. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 24, it is said that a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that's sticketh closer than a brother. It goes to mean that if you want friends, then your attitude must show that you want friends. If you have an attitude of quarrel, you have an attitude of resentment, have an attitude of looking for faults, you can't have friends. A person who has an open heart and understands even the faults of people is the one who attracts friends. Friendliness is a thing of the heart. Everything about children of God and God is the heart. If your heart is involved in your worship of God, then your worship is right. Hello? So if you are coming to church, your heart must be the reason. If you are relating with your friend, your heart must be the reason. Whatever you do that must succeed, your heart must be the reason. Praise the Lord. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 21, it said, And their nobles shall be of themselves and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them, and I will cause him to draw near. That's God speaking. And he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engageth his heart to approach unto me, Say the Lord? Who is this that engages his heart to approach unto me? He's the one who become noble. He's the one who have governors coming out of his, his clan because his heart is involved When he comes to me. He doesn't come to me anyhow. I believe that's the difference between Abel and Cain. They all went sacrificing. But Abel's heart was in the sacrifice. Cain was just doing something for formality. If your worship of God your coming to church, your relationship with people is just formality. It produces nothing. Am I speaking here? But if your heart is involved, that is when results take place. That's why the Bible says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are what? The issues of life. You want life to go well. Whatever you do, your heart must be involved. When God sent Samuel to go anoint him a king, remember in the house of Jesse, Samuel took his oil, and then when he saw the children coming, he realized one that looked fine. Look glorious, tall, fine, handsome, and all. He looked like somebody who should be the king. And then he misjudged. He said, There comes the lost king before them. God said, Sharp. First Samuel chapter 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lost dead is before him. The Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. Why? For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So it's the heart God looks at. No matter your situation, if your heart is right, soon your life will be right. He said, don't look at his outward appearance. Look at his makeup. Don't look at his beauty. Don't look at those things. He said, the heart is what you should look. Because God does not look as man looks somewhere was going to air. You get it? It is the heart that produces what should be good. Heart is what a Christian should be interested in. What sort of heart? What sort of heart? In the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 7, he said what? Blessed are the merciful for what happened, happen. They shall obtain mercy. So a heart of mercy will always attract God's mercy. Or you didn't hear that? A man who has mercy in his heart will always have God's mercy in his life. So when you are approaching God or when you are living as a Christian, live a life with mercy in your heart. No wickedness. Blessed are the merciful for what happened to them. They shall obtain mercy. Another thing that should be in a man's heart is love. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. That is why your hope will not make you ashamed. Whatever you are hoping for, if you have the love of God in your heart, it will come to pass. Mm. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. So a heart that loves God will never be ashamed in life. Everyone who has a heart that loves the things of God, when you love the things of God, it will show. You can't love the things of God and, and destroy your pastor, for instance. You can't love the things of God and make people think the church you are going is not good, for instance. That's not the way you love God. So when you love God, it will show in your attitude in the house of God. It will show. A lot of selfish people are in the house of God and pretend they love God, but they love themselves alone. And when things don't go well for them, then the church is bad. Praise the Lord. Am I saying something? A heart of love will always attract God's hand. And that is why the Bible says that faith worketh by what? Love. Because everything you receive from God goes by faith. Praise the Lord. Another thing we need to understand is in James chapter 4, verse 6. God resisted the proud, giveth more grace. But God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So when you have a humble heart, you receive grace. These are the things you should have in your heart when you are approaching God, who will make you noble? Somebody hearing, heart of mercy, heart of love, heart of humility. Being humble. When a person is humble, you you want to be around that person. Or you don't think so? There are people who are so high that should be proud, but you see humility speaking around them, so you want to go close to them. So a heart of humility it's a heart that attracts good things from God. A heart of mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. A heart of love. I hope make it not ashamed, because love of God is shed abroad in our heart. A heart of humility. God giveth grace to the humble. He resisted the proud. These are the things we should desire. That, Lord, as you are preparing my heart, Put in my heart mercy. Put in my heart love for you and for the brethren. Put in my heart humility. Let me be able to humble myself. Let me be able to say sorry. Let me be able to to acknowledge good when it's done for me. Let me be able to see it. Because a heart that is not humble will not see good when good is done. Praise the Lord. And the next thing that should be in our heart is what is called faith. Faith. Because without faith, what? It's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you don't please God, how do you receive anything from him? No. You can't receive anything from God if you don't please him. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, you don't have faith in your heart, you can't get the reward from him. These are the things that should be in our hearts as children of God. It's very important. Mercy should be there. Love should be there. Humility should be there. Faith should be there. Amen? And what is faith? By my understanding, faith is maintaining a positive expectation and attitude. Even in the face of possible danger, or possible embarrassment, or possible shame, or possible bad happening. Maintaining a positive expectation and attitude in spite of what you think will go wrong. That is faith. Did I say something? A man of faith stands where God says he will stand even though he is scared that something will go wrong. And why will you be able to do that? Because you know that God loves you. And the proof of God loving you is Christ dying for you. So a man of faith is a man who believes that Christ died for him. If Christ should die for me, then what danger it is that he will not stand for me. So you see, faith is rooted in in the truth that we know that God lost us to the point of dying for us. So in the face of embarrassment, he who died for me is still there to protect me. In the face of danger, he who died for me He's still there to protect me. That's why Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego could say, O king, we are not afraid of what you want to do because we know that he that we are serving will deliver us from your fire. And even if he chooses not to deliver, we prefer that he that loves kills us than he that hates us. Oh, you didn't hear that? I would prefer that he that loves me will kill me than he that will hate me. I will not give he that hates me the pleasure of killing his enemy. If I should die, he that loves me should make me die. That is faith. Praise the Lord. Oh, you didn't hear that? Praise the Lord. And so you live your life with this expectation. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Psalm 121. My help cometh from the Lord, which maketh heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy feet to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He said, he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And then he said, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in even from this time forth, and even forevermore. Why? Because he loves you and your heart is standing where he wants it to stand. He will preserve you. I say that to somebody. I don't know what is happening in your life. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know the pain that is in your heart. God will help you. Your God will help you. If you are the one, I want you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, I thank you Because you have prepared my heart to help me. I thank you because you have prepared my heart. You have put mercy in my heart. You have put love in my heart. You have put humility in my heart. You have put faith in my heart so that you can help me. Lift up your voice. Speak to him. Speak to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, every genuine Christian knows that whatever breakthrough he has, not because of his expertise, but because there is a God who loves him, who made it happen. So when we talk of faith, it is born out of humility because grace-mindedness is what produces faith. Huh? And grace means not by mind, but by God's grace. So grace, my deadness, is what produces faith. So every man of faith is a humble person. Did I say something? It's a humble person because I know that it is not him that did anything. Grace smiled on him. Even our salvation, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. By grace are ye saved through faith. Grace is what saved me. So I put my faith on his grace. I put my faith on his mercy. I put my faith, on, my faith on his love for me. So why should I be proud? Did you hear what I said? Why should I be proud? I am not proud because I'm not involved in any good thing that I've gotten. He did it all. Even when I'm praying, he's the one who put the words in my mouth to pray properly. If you pray, like I do pray, it to you understand what I'm talking about. There are times I go on my knees to pray, and the words are so accurate. I ask myself, am I the one praying? Maybe you've not understood what I'm talking about. So accurate, so, so precise, so on point. And I know I didn't calculate these things. How come I said it right? How come I said it right? Because he, the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. The preparation of the heart. So nothing we can boast of. Nothing. That is why pride dies in the life of a Christian. Any Christian you see who is boastful, who believes I will do this, oh no, no, no. All those ones you see on the altars that do all those things, something else is behind it. A man of humility is a man of faith because it is grace that produces faith. Grace my deadness. Praise the Lord. So unbelief or lack of faith is being more conscious of personal effort or ability than God's ability and willingness to help. Do you hear that? Unbelief and lack of faith is being more conscious of personal effort and ability. Because you are more conscious of your personal effort, you are the one who will solve your problem when you meet with a problem you can't solve then you are afraid that is the, the root of unbelief but when you are conscious of God's authority and power in your life when you meet things that are bigger than you, you laugh bigger than all my questions bigger than all my knees. God is bigger than any mountain I cannot cannot see Bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my knees. God is bigger than any mountain I cannot, cannot see. Bigger than all the trials that come on my way. God is bigger than any mountain I cannot, cannot see. He's bigger than all my questions. He's bigger than all my knees. God is bigger than any mountain. I cannot cannot see. That is how a man of faith sings. Abraham did not look at his body that was dead, neither the deadness of serious womb. He started not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. And how was he doing it? Giving glory to God. Singing like I'm singing here. Even though everything about his body looks like he will not get a child. That is what is called faith. I see faith answering in someone's direction. I see faith answering in someone's life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Faith is trust in God's love, trust in God's power, trust in God's willingness to rescue you from that evil. Faith. Trust in God's love. Trust in God's power. All power in heaven on earth beneath the earth belongs to the owner of our lives. Trust in him. And trust in his willingness to do it. That is where faith stands. So faith is grace consciousness than personal ability consciousness. Hence, pride pulls God off. Are you getting it? much more than things we regularly know as sin. Pride pulls God off completely. That's why he resisted the proud. You are not getting what I'm saying. Because everything you are, is not because you are able to, including even the prayer you prayed for him to answer. You get a point. So he resisted the proud. Anybody that is proud... God sees that person as an abomination to him. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5, what does he say? He said, everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. do hand join in hand. What will happen? He shall not be unpunished. That is how much God hates pride. God counts humility and not iniquity. Because God knows that you cannot live right no matter what you do as a human being. So that is not what he looks at. Oh, did you he hear what I said? Somewhere in the book of 1 John chapter 1, he said, if we say we have no sin, we are lying. So yes, we try not to sin. But we sin all the time. So God is not looking at sin. God is not looking at iniquity. God is looking at humility. Are you getting it? Pride God fights anybody who is proud. He sees that person as an abomination. Because even if you are able to live right and you didn't sin, it's because God made it so. Oh, you didn't get what I mean? It's because, not because you are able to. So it is living sinless in humility that is Christianity. Living a sinless life in humility it's Christianity, not living a sinless life in pride. God resists, praise the Lord. God counts humility and not iniquity. In the book of Psalm chapter 130 and verse 3, it said, if thou, Lord, praise the Lord, if thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? If you will be marking iniquity, who shall stand? Is somebody hearing? So God is more interested in humble people. People who sin and say, oh, I'm sorry, I sinned. Not the one who is covering the sin and he doesn't want people to see and he wants to show pride. God resists people. That is why he said that whoever covers his sin, what will happen? He shall not prosper. Because you are operating pride in sin. You are operating what? Pride in sin. You are operating pride in sin. It is humility that makes you sinless before God. Did you hear that? It is humility that makes us sinless before God. And that is why Jesus came. You understand when Ahab messed up, Ahab, look at the terrible things Ahab did. Because he had a terrible wife, Jezebel, and they were doing terrible things. And God sent a message to Ahab that, I'm going to deal with you. In 1 Kings chapter 21, when that message went to Ahab, in verse 27 beginning, and it came to pass, when Ahab heard those words, that he rent his clothes, and put sackcloth upon his flesh, and fasted and laid in sackcloth, and went softly, Verse 28. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah, the teacher, by saying, See, thou hast humbled himself before me. Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days. Why? What changes? Humility. So a proud sinner is in trouble with God. He's in trouble. With God. Anyone who does wrong and is so, so proud, you can predict that person's end. Did you hear what I said? What breaks God is humility. True repentance comes from humility. So when you say "I am sorry, the root of "I am sorry" is "I am humble." Did you hear what I said? When you genuinely say "I'm sorry, the root of that I am sorry." is I am humble. There are people that when you hold them, you grab them red-handed like this, they will still be proud. I'm telling you. They will still be proud because the spirit that controls your life cannot be humble. Do you understand what I'm saying? The spirit that controls your life cannot be humble. They have stamina to go all out in pride. The a humble person one two three is broken down. Do you understand what I'm talking about? One two three. Why am I fighting? Why am I doing that? Is a, hum- a person of humility. Hallelujah. These are the attitudes that keep the heart prepared for good things to come. Did I say something? Now look at it. Moses. Did you not notice Moses' story? Miriam was angry with Moses. Because according to Miriam, Moses is not living a great life, which means he's a sinner. Why? Because God instructed them, hello, not to marry from those nations. And Moses, who are you? You are married from Ethiopia. And here you are, you are leading us. Huh? Don't we also hear from God because he, he went to university or, or what? You understand that? Because you are educated. So, in Numbers chapter 12, that is what happened. You watch it in verse 1. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had mar- for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses, had he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Why was this put in brackets? Because that's what God is looking. Looking at the wife he married, even though I've instructed that I don't marry this kind of women. God looks at from the perspective of humility. So you may think you are righteous. I'm not sinning. I'm not doing it. But you are proud. God hates you. God resists you. Now the man Moses was very meek above all men which were upon the face of the earth. Verse 4. And the Lord suddenly to Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they, they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and they both came forth. And the Lord said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Verse 7, my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches. He said, you think Moses is your equal? With your pride, you think Moses is your equal? If you catch some glimpses of me in dreams and visions, don't think you are anything. I speak mouth-to-mouth with Moses. You think I took him as a leader for nothing? Because both of you are older than meekness was in his heart. Hello. If there's anything, we should be praying for humility. It's very important. Did you hear what I'm saying? It is always what I preach. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in the likeness of man, he humbled himself, Jesus Christ, and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Why did he just die and I'm saved? Humility. It's humility that gave me salvation. Without God's humility, I would not be saved. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He is not a man, but he was found in fashion as a man. And because of that, he humbled himself. Saying, man, humble yourself. Man, humble yourself. Humility will take you out of problems any day. Pride will push you deeper into it. Pride would what? Push you deeper into it. Anyone who does sin and says, please, I'm sorry, I did it. He has freed himself. Wow. That was Pastor Franz, the apostle of diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.